Hello, Maxi Boy. Hello, Josie. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started off good. Hype. I like it. Super hype. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> Yeah, actually, for us, it's been it's been actually a while since we talked. It's been a whole week since we talked because of various child, small child problems on my side, I guess. <laughs> usually we do. The, the peop- our listeners know that we usually play together a lot of games, uh, mostly League of Legends, Valorant and stuff like that. But yeah, so we usually keep in touch. But uh, yeah, this week has been very hectic for me. So no chance, no chance. Sorry about that. So yeah. KO. Yeah, <laughs> every. I mean, if if uh, people, you know, me, I'm a parent. Juice, you're a, you're a, you have two kids as well, so you know how it, how it can be. It can be very very hectic. So yeah, and all the parents out there, you you kind of know this. <laughs> so that's that's how it is. Uh, but you actually had a very good topic in mind. So uh, please go ahead and. Uh, yeah. I thought that we could talk about systems and how games have evolved into becoming systemic basically uh what i mean by that is that whenever you start a game whenever you play a game you maybe you don't realize that there are a lot of systems in in place but there's always a health system right there's always something keeping track of how how you're faring uh there's a scoring system which has some kind of an implication of how well you're doing um there is there are some economic systems in the game, progression systems, customizations, traversals. Well, while some people might argue that this is just a, just a mechanic, well, sure, uh, you can say that there are they they are mechanics, but they're also much more than that. They 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 combine into what you see in front of you, and that is what I want to talk about today. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. I was uh, just the other day. I was playing Cyberpunk, and one of the things that I that I found was annoying was I went back in my head and while while I just put up the inventory system in front of me, and I realized that hey, I haven't seen a good inventory system in quite a while now. Uh, I think it was Diablo two or maybe the first one, and the subsequent. Uh, Diablo games basically their inventory system is really good in comparison to others and what I mean by that is that it's not just it's not that you're just limited by the number of things that you can have but also that every every weapon has a different kinds of size which it takes up in your inventory right yeah. so it's not just it's not just one slot per item it's it could be up to three four uh, slots depending on what kind of an item you have and that is something that i haven't seen in quite a while to be honest it can be an annoying thing but while i was playing cyberpunk i just felt like there was missing something the the yeah. inventory system was basically just one slot for one thing and i had a ton of garbage that i picked up uh, while i was playing like a lot of bottles that are that basically are literally junk and uh, you, whenever I sold them, it was really just eh, five dollars or whatever they were called yeah. eddies. And that was quite kind of annoying for me as a as a game from from a game design perspective. Uh, and that's when I was thinking in terms of uh, in terms of systems and how how they were implemented in in specifically uh, this game in particular. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, I I kind of agree that cyber cyberpunk um, has a very messy kind of system. I I thought as well when I was playing through that, this is this is a great example of what not to do. I guess uh, it becomes. I mean, it becomes that you don't even know what you have in your inventory, right? I mean, it, it's so messy that you don't really know. Okay, when did I get this weapon? You you do see them new marked, but they're sorted in a weird way as well. So it was mostly for me. It was mostly weapons because I was just picking up so many things. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's very 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 messy. Um, and and another game that I actually that comes to mind is Destiny Two. Actually, Destiny may be more general, where uh, like you said, every every item is kind of one slot. Um, but at the same time, 
the drops are so many so in in these types of games i think that some something better is is needed because it's it's just too much um yeah so you, you need know. to make an you need to make an actual effort into uh prioritizing things right so you're, you're not just thinking hey i want to pick this up uh, but you're also also thinking when i pick this up what am i what well, what am i going to do with this with this thing right yeah so am i going to sell it is if i if i am going to sell it is this more worth than the things that i already have in my inventory and if so you throw out something else so already there is there is a i think there was a thought process behind that when they when they implemented it uh, and I think you're kind of forced when you have this limited space that you can uh, bring with you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's like you said. It's it's hard to know what you already because you pick up so many things. Like cyberpunk, you you do you can pick up like you said you can pick up bottles and all types of stuff. Um, and uh, when you do when you do that, you don't really know if they're worth anything. They're hard to find once you pick them up. They're easy to pick up, but hard to find. Um, and uh, when it comes to weapons and stuff like that, it's hard to know, like, okay, is this better than my uh, the weapon that I have on me right now? Um, is it worse? Or should I just pick it up for the parts? Or And then it's, it's hard to know where you picked up various items and, and so on. So because they don't have any sorting of sorts, it, it's just, I, I, I think you... Uh, if I remember correctly, you sorted for the weapons at least, which was one of the one of the parts that you you have the most of. Uh, uh, like where where gear is not as much, but weapons are just uh, abundant. Um, I think it was like power in 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 kind of power increments. You could you could sort the weapons, but then it's hard because they just get scrambled with all the other weapons that you might have saved for later for some reason and then you pick up new ones and so on but yeah it's um in good inventory systems are very hard to find in games nowadays to be honest yeah like i said the the thing the the best implementation of it that i have seen uh, in quite a while it's the one from diablo yeah uh, and i was also thinking back in into zelda and how their systems work uh in in terms of inventory systems and the new zelda has is basically the same as the one in in cyberpunk where everything is basically one slot but you don't really have the it's not really the same amount of things that you can pick up and it's sorted in a in a logical way right so you can you can always find the food things uh in a certain tab you can always find find the the, the weapons in a certain tab and while you would think that there is more damage to one item than the other, you being playing the game early on doesn't really matter for you. Uh, the, the damage output that you have in in those uh, in those instances, while in Cyberpunk that I'm playing right now, I haven't really played that much of it, but there's already this tug of war in in me whenever. Whenever I find a new weapon, I just pick it up. I don't know what I, what I want to do with it. And when I when I actually want to put it on, I need to look for it uh, and look for it real hard because I've already picked up three hundred other ones. <laughs> exactly, uh, and they they just disappear in, yeah. in all of it. Yeah, exactly. This is this is exactly like you describe it. It's it's the same feeling that I got this tug of war. It's like, do I keep the weapon or do I sell it or break it down for parts? For example, it's it's always that thing. And and um, I I think it's the same in uh, in uh, Destiny Two, which is also this kind of drop heavy game where you get a lot of items from raids and stuff. And then you just you know you you check their stats and you're like oh should I um, should I uh, keep this and and it's even actually I mean in games like Destiny I, I really don't like that system the way they did it because um, it's you have a certain amount you can have on you and then the rest you put in a vault right and this vault is not is not sorted on anything it's just a bunch of things it's like basically taking a room and throwing starting to throw things in there uh, <laughs> that which, is actually a really good analogy yeah i mean it but it's but it's and and many people have and i uh, complain about this vault and i started a reddit thread 
uh, on Bungie's uh, Reddit and and said you you need to do something about this, and a bunch of people actually agreed because it's it's so hard to find things because they're not sorted and you can't filter in any way. And at at the same time, when you're in a raid and you have some items on you because you might need to switch gear from boss to boss because you have some gear that gives you some perks that you kind of need for different bosses or you want to switch weapons and so on um it becomes cumbersome just because you 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 don't have enough space on you uh to um to to get the gear that you actually want so you 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 have to make a choice if you want to uh, destroy the gear that you have on you to, to make room for, for the new one or take third third party apps that uh, actually allow you to uh, move stuff to the vault, right? But this this is something that you have to get out of the game, go to some website, log in with your Bungie account and so on. So it's it's not really a part of the game, which which kind of breaks the whole thing. Um, so yeah, this this is very, very... Uh, I think they need to do a better job, both Cyberpunk and Destiny Two, to be honest. But yeah, I um, think you make me. I think you're you're making me look back at the old MMO RPG. Well, old and old. Uh, my time <laughs> with the MMO RPG genre. Yeah. It's been a while, um, but there is this thing called bank in many of the games, and they they're basically the same thing, right? where you can just store a lot of things. But I think in the MMORPG genre, they have taken this, they've taken this quite a bit further, where you can, it doesn't really matter in which city you're in, you can just put it in, and then you can just change a character into another character, and you have these uh, these items for free, basically your whole account. It's not just one character, right? Yeah. And then, and and you can actually filter depending on the items, you can also filter depending on the levels. Uh, so between level six and 24, you can use these items, right? You can you can just put yeah, in these yeah. filter things, which makes it much more usable. And the experience of having, having to use this vault mechanic is just, it's day and night in comparison. Yeah. Uh, and what I think would be would be smart. I'm not saying. I mean, inventory systems. I think are very important when we're talking about systemic games and so on. I, I think that they're, you know, but they, they're they... also sorry if I just interrupt there, but they're also applicable just to a couple of genres, right? You yeah. won't you won't yeah. need the inventory systems, for instance, for a puzzle game. Well, maybe you should you do, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah, not to the same extent. I mean, not if, to the same if, extent. Yeah, exactly. If the game, like you said, if it's an RPG game that builds on you getting better gear and finding uh, stuff, is, and, yeah. yeah, then then it's it's absolutely crucial that you have some kind of inventory system. But I and I I don't think that you know a, a bad inventory system is a game or a deal breaker for gamers if if they find the game uh, fun and engaging. Uh, but it's it can be a lot of headache, and I think that games like, um, for example, uh, World of Warcraft and Destiny Two, and these games that have been going on for so long, you know, some items go out of date. Uh, but but you, I I just found that you kind of keep as a player you keep items for sentimental reasons. Like this is the first time I got this type of armor, and it, it it's not something that. Um, serves a purpose in the in the current game because like world of warcraft there have been several uh releases and and several what do you call them chapters dlcs i don't know dlcs maybe yeah uh, you can say dlcs yeah so so character level has been going up and and old gear can't really compete but you some gamers at least i know that i do this i'm not a hoarder in that sense but um you 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 have some items have sentimental value and I think that they should should kind of offer. I don't know how it is in World of Warcraft. If if you're, um, I should actually check this. I, I wanted to do that and I forgot. Uh, but if your vault or inventory is endless, I, I guess not. Um, but they should that offer. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be really weird, actually. Um, but uh, I mean, in, I know in Destiny Two you can you can keep up to five hundred items, which fill up fairly quick. Um, but I would like some kind of archiving option. I know that uh, 
there are there are in destiny 2 there was or there are some attempts where you uh the, the best the best weapons and and the things that you get um you can actually get them back without having uh, having them in the vault but that costs materials it's like okay then i can just keep the item uh instead of dismantling it into something else getting some materials but then it cost me twice as much to get it back which sucks i mean it just sucks um so i i feel like some kind of archiving option would be very nice at least for these long running games like world of warcraft has been on for what 14 15 years or something I think it like was that 2006 maybe yeah that's yeah that's my so so 15 years maybe or something like that um and, 2004 yeah okay then it's then it's even more than it's 17 years and you've you've definitely had players playing it this whole time uh gathering a bunch of stuff so an archiving option would be very nice actually yeah but i would i would weigh that uh in against something else right so implementing this ar archiving feature would need them to have these separate servers or hardware where they can store these kinds of things right and how many of the players are actually looking to have these sentimental things i would say that maybe if you could just have a website where you could just show them off or uh yeah maybe buy it back or whatever uh would probably it would probably be more cumbersome to implement a an arch archiving feature than yeah. just to have a for, for, for i mean for the number of players who who this would adhere to or what i would say uh yeah make yeah. make sense to yeah it's it's definitely not the majority of players because probably i mean probably most players will, will just uh get the new gear and forget about the old one right exactly exactly i would probably take a screenshot and just save it somewhere yeah. but that's just me yeah whenever i play on my uh on my phone especially in tft or chess i always take these screenshots to hey look at this build or look at this <laughs> yeah. uh, strategy that i went with and all of a sudden you have these memories that you can just go back with yeah that's true i mean it's a i mean it's it's a pretty pretty okay option you still have you still have the the thing but what i wanted to say is that you you kind of um you kind of hit the spot there with um this um conflict that you have inside you should i remove this piece of dismantle this to make room for the new stuff or what should i it's it's always that thing i i, I kind of kind of realize that it's it's like oh priorities oh uh, should it's i it's the same it's the same thing with real life yeah right? that's true yeah yeah i mean do you keep the you keep a computer from 10 years ago and just upgrade it or do you just do a clean slate yeah yeah um that's that's uh very true uh, but so when it comes because we're talking about uh, inventories now um, so what do you think are the most important parts of the inventory itself I, I mean the implementation what features should be there to make it easier for players uh, and what Especially, should not be there for example I would definitely want to see my uh, see how much place I can I can store stuff in right and I, I, I want I definitely want to have different sizes depending on the the items that i have of course if i have potions i would want them to pick up maybe half a slot or one slot if, we, if we're taking potions as being the the minimum size then a potion would be one slot and say a halberd or a two-handed sword would be four or five or maybe even six slots in in height and maybe two slots uh, depending on the uh, if you have a width as well and then all of a sudden you have these you just take the things that are essential to you for your for for the dungeon that you're going into or the boss that you're going against and really just have a, a separate part of your inventory for the the pickups that you can pick, that you can get right yeah the, the loot that you find and if you find something that is better then at least give the option to the, the to the player to be able to go into the go to the vault dump a bunch of stuff there and go back to 
the place where you had the boss fight, right? Yeah. So, for instance, uh, in, in terms of Diablo, you have these town portals where you can just go back to the town, use the use the, the vault there, or whatever it was called, the bank or something, yeah. uh, and then you can just teleport back to where you actually uh, defeated the boss, pick up some more items. Or at least you can you can sell the stuff that you had. You don't have to use the vault. You don't have to use the uh, the bank system that you have. You can just go to to retailer to sell your stuff. Uh, maybe even use some of the uh, the things that you found to create new items, and then go back again. So I would say it's not really just the 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 inventory system that makes sense, but the thing around the in the inventory system. So. From a game designer perspective that I that I'm looking at this, I want the player to feel like is this more worth than not, or than not, right? But I want to do it in a clear way so that they have these options. I want to give them the option to go back and forth. And if there is a, a an instance where they need to make a deep uh, deep decision where they actually need to think uh, real deep about should I go with this path or not, then at least I give them the option to uh, make an informed decision. And yeah. that's, what I've, that's what I mean by having this time portal thing where you can go back, uh, get the money that you want or the items that you need, uh, dump them and go back and pick it up again. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, that makes sense. And, and uh, translating that to Cyberpunk then, for example, how would that yeah. change in Cyberpunk? Let's say. Yeah, first of all, Cyberpunk is really just the UI is just messy. Yeah. Everything is red, for instance. Uh, and it's really uh it, I just recently got to the to the place where you can find different uh it's not everything is not just the the default uh rarity of an item, right? So oh, yeah, you have yeah. uh, so you have different rarities uh, having different backgrounds. Um, and that's when you started to feel, see like, hey, okay, this makes more sense now. But it's still, the UI of it makes it really butt cringy from, from my perspective as a player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, um, I think it's very hard to find. I, I can't really remember, but it was always so hard to find back to, I think it was crafting. You know, you can do crafting and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you can you can actually upgrade some items, and while well, others need to be crafted and so on. And I, mm -hmm. I I remember that I I had such a hard time to find find my way back to this crafting thing. There was something with it. I can't remember specifically. I would have to go back into the game and and try to do that specific thing. But uh, it was hard to at least to find back to one one specific thing uh, that I can't really, really really remember right now. But I I know that it was somehow related to crafting and it was super super hard. And I agree with you. Everything is red, uh, and, and this weapon rarity. To be honest, um, I don't think it's clear enough. I think that for gamers like us uh, who do have experience in this and who do have an experience with other. RPGs like, for example, Destiny 2, they use the same color scheme, for example. So mm -hmm. they use white for common items, they use green for uncommon items, they use blue for, uh, you know, better than ordinary uh, green items, and then legendaries are purple. Uh, and exotics are yellow, actually, in, in that game. So they do have, like, this five-color uh, strategy, strategy thing. And if you're used to it, then yeah. It's fine, but if you're a new gamer to the RPG, uh, I think it's not clear enough, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole mess. Uh, I, I agree. Um, and regarding this all red thing, you know, you know that they, they, they do have a filtering function at the top, right? For the inventory. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when you go into the inventory, you, you actually have a filtering function but they're only symbols and it's super hard to know what the heck some of the symbols are so like um because i googled a um a picture of it so if you if you look at it you you see that leftmost you do have guns it's it's pretty pretty clear 
and then you have uh, knives and stuff and then you have scopes and then there's a there's a pliers thing it's like what's that okay <laughs> that doesn't make any sense like what what is it and and then you have a coat so yeah those are and then you have some kind of you know bonsai tree or something i don't know it's like what's that and then you have i think it's a pill <laughs> right i mean it's very very unclear um and, and at that at that point it's it's just very very hard to know uh, well okay what do these things actually mean um so yeah on on the ui thing they could have they could have definitely done a a, a better job uh, to be honest i want to pick uh, up another item i mean another system uh, we've been talking about inventory systems for quite a while i see it's been basically half an hour yeah uh, i want to touch on other systems one of the things would be the health systems. Can you name three different kinds of health systems? Uh, well, I mean, the obvious, I, I guess the obvious uh, ones, it, it depends on what you mean with different uh, um, as well, because there are regenerative ones, or mm -hmm. how do you say That's that? One regeneratives yeah. ones and non-regenerative ones. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to think of a, of a third one, actually. Um, are so um, I guess I I mean I'm I'm guessing there are there are more, but uh, the ones that the, when you, when you say that it's non non regenerative, what do you mean by that? Well, um, you have different different systems like um, I know for example battlefield and and those types they they you do get some health regeneration. Um, yeah, after back. a while, so. When you're in when you're in combat yeah. and you take cover, your health basically goes back to full, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then non non regenerative ones are the opposite, basically, where all the damage you take just stays. So you have have to find another health source, uh, or you're basically dead. Uh, yeah, which can, is can more you name one game? Well, there are mo there are multiple, but I mean th these non regenerative ones are mostly for competitive games like fighter games. Street Fighter has uh, so, uh, this system, for example, where you yeah okay, so you have a, you have the health bar basically exactly yeah when and the health bar is depleted, then you're 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 toast yeah exactly and it, it kind of never picks up again so like yeah. but you do I mean you do have other games where you can find health sources so you can get it back uh, yeah like mm -hmm. fight fi fighter games because they are the way they are they never uh, you never kind of get back that that health. Um, but then I can't really come up with a third one. Uh, not, I mean, I, I guess regeneration wise, that's all you get. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking of in, in terms of this new game that I'm, that I'm creating. Uh, by the way, I settled down, um, uh, to just create one game. So okay. So, uh, it's the one with the, uh, uh Metroidvania theme. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, there are various reasons because uh, for it, but that is what I went with in the in the end. Um, and one of the things that I was thinking of was this health system. How am I supposed to make sure that the player can progress, but also make it quite hard for them to not be able? I mean, to get them to feel the stress that I want them to feel. Um, so, for instance, there is this. Uh, there is. Uh, Gears of War, right? They do this really well. They, that's one of the regenerative uh, yeah. systems that you're talking about. When uh, when you're out of combat, your uh, your health goes back to to normal, right? Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, not only do I want do I want my players to see that hey, this character has this much HP, but that makes the game kind of boring in in one way for me. As a player, well, from a, from a game design perspective, because I don't want them to see that the 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 enemies that they are fighting are basically just a bunch of numbers. That's what it all comes down to in the end, anyway. But I don't want them to feel that. I want them to to see that hey, this character, if I hit the the head of it, it's gonna, I don't know, be more sluggish in its movement because of. Uh, critical damage, for instance, uh, yeah. in comparison to just hitting the head uh, three times and then it's dead. Uh, 
I want them to to see that there's an actual effect, not that there is a, not there that the numbers are the ones that make up the game. Yeah, yeah. And I also want the the opposite to be true. So whenever the the minions or the the enemies hit you, I don't want them to, I don't want you to feel like, all right, my health bar is about to be depleted, so I need to step out of this. Uh, take a health potion, and then go back into the fight. But at the same time, I don't want the game to be like Battlefield, for instance, or uh, Gears of War, where, where everything just turns red more and more, and then you see that, hey, I, I'm stressed out because of this, so yeah. I'm just going to go back. Uh, so there, this is one of the struggles that I'm looking for, and I was looking into how can I innovate the health systems and what have other games done in terms of health systems? And basically, the, th the, the same two that you came up with, the ones that are uh, based on uh, regeneration, like the feeling of something is about to get real ugly, and yeah. the numbers, which is basically a health bar, uh, or you dealt 350 damage to this character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the third one I really didn't see. I really didn't find a third game, a game system in terms of health. And that was why I wanted to talk about this uh, during this game, uh, to, during this session. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it's mean, annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, there's, there's not, there's not much. I, I know that, for example, because we talked about Gears of War, which I think uh, implemented that in a nice way, um, I think they did... I can't really remember, but I think I read an article where they implemented a way of keeping this red phase. So when you're very low down uh, on, on health, um, kind of keeping it for longer. So enemies actually either you take less damage during that phase or that state of your character uh, or uh, enemies do less damage to you just to keep that so they kind of prolong that uh, that yeah. feeling of uh, which was kind of smart i mean it's uh, you see that you're taking a bunch of damage things getting are getting the screen gets more and more red so you're getting into that stress and but at the same time you can take a, a bit more damage than because you don't see a health bar i mean i kind of like the thing where you don't see a health bar just because you can conceal a bunch of mechanics behind it that the player yeah. doesn't really know about and you can actually either inform the player uh, or hide it from the player uh, and you can you can kind of decide what what makes uh, more sense for uh, for your game and, and and so on so in that in that uh, for example in gears of war there's no health bar there's nothing so you can't really actually i mean you can't really know how much hp you have left you just know from the science that the game is giving you um, so you could be at 5% or at 10% when the game starts screaming at you. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that concealing. Uh, of course, I, I mean, maybe it doesn't really work for competitive games, right? Because in competitive games... No, of course, games, you, need to, you need to know, okay, this... I see that he has 30% da damage left or HP left. Should I go in or not? That yeah. actually is an informed decision because you see the... The numbers exactly so so there are there are and it's the same uh, health regen doesn't i mean it doesn't really really work that way in competitive games that okay so you i mean it could work i guess uh that uh, you stay out of harm's way but i mean imagine street fighter for example and you uh, let's let's say you, you if you have a hidden health bar in street fighter then it's it's lost on on competitive, competitiveness. <laughs> that would right? be that would be really cool to have a fighting game with no <laughs> HP, no no health bars at all. And yeah, so you, you you go all out because you don't know anything exactly. else. Exactly. Like <laughs> that would be really interesting to see how how players react to it, how, how how they would actually start to to fight. I mean, would they be more passive and wait for the other one to make a mistake, or would they would they go in and just bam 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 and hope that the other one doesn't do a, a, a counter-attack yeah yeah exactly i mean it's combo it's very, breaker sorry. it's very hard to take <laughs> to take an informed decision in that in that case uh yeah. because you just don't know um but at the same time i mean uh it would be <laughs> it would be even more uh 
psychological uh, to to implement a thing where you know if you defend or stay out of harm's way for x amount of seconds you get some hp back (laughs) (laughs) that would would be kind of ice cold you know sony did some really cool things uh just a couple of years ago well maybe 10 years ago now uh where they tried to conceal multiplayer games locally but uh where just one gamer one player could see one part of the screen while the other one would get another part uh, so you have ba- you had basically uh, 3D glasses, uh, and depending on which uh, filter you had on the glasses, you would see different images. Okay, which was really cool. Ah, so they, yeah, so they cool. used yeah they used the, the uh, what is it called? Uh, photo the jitter effect or whatever I guess or uh, you know LG uh, the, the, there is there are passive 3D glasses and there are active 3D glasses yeah, yeah. the the passive ones you basically use the direction of the light uh, exactly, and they yeah. filter out uh, some of them so so they basically just took one lens from one uh, and switched it with the other one so all of a sudden you had uh, two of the same uh, filters on one glass in one glasses, one set of glasses, and the other one would get the other filter. So yeah. basically, you had multiplayer game locally on one game uh, on one screen, but people would see two different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that would actually be really cool to have um, the HP bar on your side, so you can see your character's HP bar, while at the same time you wouldn't know the the enemies by using this technology. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, this yeah this is and you can actually do it without glasses as well because you can build it in the screen but then it requires you know it requires a specific screen because i've seen it in uh, some cars for example they have this where uh, from the driver's side you see a gps and from the passenger side you see whatever you want to see if you want to watch a movie or whatever so it's oh, it's cool. kind of yeah uh, you can you can build it because i mean the same thing that you're doing with the glasses you can build into into the screen itself um, but yeah, I, I do. I mean, that's a, that's an application because 3D never caught on, really. I mean, yeah. uh, so that's that's kind of a more creative application for 3D, other than being like you see it in 3D. Which, uh, um, as I I never thought it would catch on, to be honest, because it it's just it it isn't for a smaller screen. It just doesn't give you that same immersion as you would see at the cinemas or something. Um, so yeah. Um, but regarding the the health systems, I don't know. I mean, I can't really find a third one. Um, I've been scratching my brain now. There are different kinds of combination between those two as well, but there's, I mean, they're basically just those two, the ones yeah. that are based on numbers, where you where you are explicitly shown this is the health that you have, or this is the health that the enemy has, and the other one is uh, okay. Now you're about to get screwed. Just run away, or use uh, like they do in Cyberpunk. You can use this the thing uh, and inject yourself with some power up, and then all of a sudden you have this your life ball filling, uh, life bar filling up. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, uh, do you that's see basically your HP a combination. In Cyberpunk, you do, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, it's up in the corner, way up. Yeah, but there it is there. Yeah, exactly, because I find it's uh, unnoticeable because of everything is red, and the, <laughs> uh, the HP bar is red, and the, the the closer you are to your death, the more red things get, and it basically just disappears. Yeah, it's kind of a double double feedback thing there, where you. Yeah. But I'm I'm guessing. I mean, it's it's not a. I don't think it's such a bad thing to have a double feedback, just because maybe. No, it's always good. To have, yeah, it's always good to have more because. Yeah. All of a sudden, the, the the players know that oh shit, maybe I should watch my my back a bit more. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, when you're in the heat of battle and you're not really focusing on the numbers, you're focusing on gameplay. It's just good to have that straight in your face style feedback where now it's mm, now how it's you like it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <Make> it. <laughs> it's it's very uh, uh it's very very important because i mean death is very important in 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 games uh because it might screw your your level up completely so you have to repeat a bunch of things and, and so on so 
um but um no i don't i think that as you said i mean there there's a combination of these two where some games you might get some hp back and then you have to grab some potions to get full hp back some games implement this i i know that cyberpunk for example have uh have gone the way where you you uh you buy certain mods or you unlock no you unlock it in your skill tree actually that you can get hp back when out of combat at a certain rate um and so on um but um yeah i i haven't seen any any other of the two like regenerative and non-regenerative ones um which is i mean yeah you you really have to scratch your brain to to find a third one <laughs> to be honest yeah. i mean yeah you uh you mentioned the the progression system there which was really uh one of the, th the other things that i want to talk about yeah and you see that most of the games nowadays have these skill trees right so you as a player you, you can you can basically see that hey from from here on from here on out you have uh gathered this much experience so you did something cool you can now do this what what do you want to do which path do you want to take do you want to be more of a stealthy kind of guy to level up your stealth skills or do you want to go for a more hands-on combat path or do you want to be more defensive do you want to have more hacking do you have more uh cooking do you want to be a gatherer that's basically the, the skill tree that most of the games nowadays have um where they where they give you as a player the choice to kind of go the path that you want even yeah. though the game is still the same they they implement the system in such a way that you as a player get some perks out of it right yeah and yeah. you you talked about the uh, that you can implement the uh, re regeneration thing in the uh, in the cyberpunk game but you can also just instead of uh, having that point set into the regen tree i would i don't know which part of the tree that is uh but you can have that point set into hacking for instance and then all of a sudden hacking cameras and characters is easier or deals yeah. deals more damage yeah and this was something that i found in the beginning when when the universe was born <laughs> <laughs> i thought that this this kind of a system was really boring and was really annoying uh, and I think the first time I, I saw it was in Diablo 2, where you had the, you had different kinds of characters, where with different kinds of skill trees that you could level up. Right. Yeah. In Diablo 1, you could basically be be whatever you want to be, and level up whatever you want to level up, depending on the the, the books that you found, etc. And going from the first Diablo to the second one, I was really annoyed by that, by that decision that they made yeah but apparently it caught on and well now i'm here <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah i mean, and i know i don't know i mean i understand the reasoning by uh, behind it and why it would go that way and it gives you as a player more choice right and it everything in the game comes down to choice yeah yeah it's it's like you said i mean uh, a lot of games i i uh I, I found it more and more common actually that that they implement some sort of skill tree uh yeah but, it uh, is it, it's i mean it turns up in strategy games it turns up in rpgs it turns up in even in in car racing games yeah exactly i mean exactly it's it's uh i i found it in like uh tom clancy's ghost recon where you you basically have exactly what you said like you can focus on um being more more stealthy character you can focus on being a more uh long distance or close range uh all those all these things uh where where you as a player can just make the choice right off the right off the bat if you want to you know i want to be a sniper in the ghost recon and i want to take everybody out from a distance i don't want to get uh, in close and some people like the splinter cell approach where you go getting close and it's more and more but i think the risk with this is that it gets overly complicated i for for example for for me in cyberpunk it's just so hard to understand the ramifications my choice as a new player right now makes uh on on the game and i've seen some really complex i i, I <laughs> 
I urge all of our listeners, uh, if you're game designers or gamers or whatever, you can um, you can search for the Path of Exile skill tree, and th- there you'll see the mother of all skill trees. <laughs> I mean, it's insanity. How uh, this is this is like taking it Holy. to the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to just to mention it, this uh, looks exactly like the ones in Final Fantasy X. Exactly. And, and yeah. upwards. <laughs> yeah. So it's because uh, because when when you said skill tree, I, the th- the first thing I thought was, <laughs> damn, Final Fantasy X. That was a complicated one. Jesus. Actually, it wasn't really that complicated, but you wouldn't you wouldn't get that much out of going from one path to the other, right? You didn't yeah. because you didn't know. You just said, oh, okay, you get three more mana from go going this path. Okay, I'll take that one instead. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you uh, know, the, the impact wasn't really that great from one place to another. But seeing the, the skill tree like this, uh, yeah, it makes me yeah, scratch I my, mean, uh, yeah, my head a bit. It's, it's insanity. And I, I know that, I mean, if you if you look at Final Fantasy X, skill tree is also like insanity. Very, very complicated. A very big one. And that's that's what I mean. I mean, a lot of these choices probably together... Um, um, they do make a difference because it's choice after choice after choice and there are a bunch of nodes in the tree so uh, many of these uh, and do make do make a difference of course uh, and I, I, I do believe that there is an optimal thing for the game like an optimal choice way in, in, in the game especially when it comes to stuff like Final Fantasy X where you don't really have a choice of being this uh, sniper dude or like in in tom clancy in tom clancy it might be well you know if you're a, if you're the type of player that do like likes to play with snipers for example and are very very accurate um then yeah that that choice is definitely for you or if you're the other way where you uh, are a very stealthy player you you have a very good a mapping skill so you get into bases and stuff like that that you have in tom clancy for example or uh, enemy territory and you have a good mapping and 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 so on um then that that choice is for you but in games like final fantasy where you do have to complete certain steps and the game is set in in various ways i do think that there is an optimal way uh, to get through the game by choosing the right stuff in in the skill tree but it's so complicated um that i think it's it's very hard for for a player to map out i mean when i first started it and i saw that i was like oh jesus here we go now what should i choose what what's the best right it's hard it's because you don't know um so um i want to ask you can you can you name one game that does this great that that has a good skill tree implementation Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. Um, I got one for you, and I think you'd actually agree with you if you knew it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think um, Tom Clancy's these these uh, the Ghost Recon, the latest one, whatever it's called, um, it does it pretty good. I mean, it's pretty clear to the player mm-hmm. uh, what what is going to happen skill wise. So. Because it's so, um, it's kind of black and white, right? You get a new skill completely. It's not like in, uh, it's not a soft thing, like you said in in Final Fantasy. Oh, you get three more mana. Or I don't know if that's a lot or a, a little, or you know. Uh, so it, this is like okay. So now enemies won't be able to see you when you do this, and you get access to this whole new skill. So it's very black and white, which does make it a lot easier to make decisions uh, than a gray area, right? Um, but what did you have in mind, actually? Because uh, I'm curious about that. I was thinking of League of Legends. It does this really good. And if you think about it, the... the what is it called? The, the rune system. That yeah. is basically a skill tree. Yeah. Because you give your character certain perks, and you could do it uh, just before the game, and you could just choose what what type of character you want to be at in that game and also configure it in such a way that it counteracts the 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 players on the opposing team right yeah so you you as a player can always go back you have these points that you can set in and you can do it in exactly every game before a game starts 
Yeah. And that is basically a skill, a skill, a skill tree that, that they're using. It is. Yeah, that's correct. And, and I think, I mean, it, it was more complicated before. It was. And yeah. the, the new one is really good. And it really changed the, the, the way that you were playing when they chose this kind of a setup with the skill tree. Yeah. And also with the new item sets that they have, with the new item uh, itemization and how they guide you through the the, the game, uh, depending on which matchup you have, depending on which characters you're going against, then it's good to have these kinds of items. You just have a choice of three, basically. And then you just follow the the, the recommended system in that way, if you're a new player. If you're a gay, uh, a gay, a guy <laughs> who uh, who has played the game previously and know what the items do, then you know you can just go into the tab where every item is listed and filter out the ones that you want. Yeah, which is also a choice that you can give the the, the player. Yeah, but the combination between the the item sets, the items, and the skill tree that they present uh, pre game, sorry, before the game starts. Uh, is a good way. It's a good implementation of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and the fact that they've simplified it as well is uh, is uh, one of the the big things I think uh, because I, I know that um, more more games have actually taken this path. Uh, World of Warcraft actually had the skill tree for the the classes that you had, so you could you could choose different. Yeah, and, uh, and that is one thing that they the, that is called. Sorry, that uh, when I interrupt you there, uh, that's something called going uh, for a theme or a specialist, basically. Yeah. Uh, so being a specialist in in terms of character class, for instance. Yeah, but those were also very overly complicated. Uh, to be honest, when I started playing World of Warcraft, it was like super super complicated with this skill tree and. There were a bunch of discussions online on what works best on different classes and uh, a bunch of arguments where people preferred some things and they thought that, they, no, this build is more optimal and so on. Um, so, um, yeah, and then you get, because you have a PvP mode, you get different builds in PvP mode and so on. But they, they simplify that as well uh, with with uh, years. And it kind of reminds me of the step that um, uh, Riot took with, with League of Legends as well, simplifying everything. Just because yeah. at some point it just becomes too complicated, too complex. Um, it's uh, these skill trees. I, I would say, you know, just be careful with them because yeah. it's so easy to overcomplicate things um, quite a lot. So, yeah. My question to you is, what makes up a good skill tree? Well, I think uh, it it kind of depends. For for me, I'm I'm kind of a casual gamer, so for me as a casual gamer is the ability to know exactly what i'm gonna get so it needs to be more black and white than saying you know oh you get an extra if it's a turn-based game oh you get an extra turn if these conditions are met for example that that's like okay yeah it's a bit yeah it's black and white but when are these conditions met and it's it's hard for me to know exactly what happens so if the whole skill tree is a gray area then it's it's uh for me it's it's hard because I, I don't have I'm a casual gamer so I don't have time but for hardcore gamers that's that's a thing right finding the optimal thing going back uh, replaying the game to choose some some new uh, uh, some new uh, types of uh, uh, types of uh, skills that you might want or new paths in the tree so that that kind of comes back to the replayability episode where you know, a highly complicated skill tree could add to replayability just because hardcore gamers would want to know, okay, so would my journey through the game be easier if I chose this path? And what kind of uh, new skills and what kind of new abilities can I use or can I use this ability a bunch a bunch more if I, if I chose this? So it's, you know, it's hard. I would like to see like uh, <laughs> different skill trees based on different types of players. But that's a you know that's an investment and it's it's harder to achieve I guess, so yeah. Yeah, probably. You you're actually touching on a couple of things there, uh, which are really interesting, because of course, first of all, clarity. You need to have something that it's that is visually visually representing the things that you as a player don't want to invest a lot of time in, 
uh, you want to be you want to know exactly okay if i take this part this path what is the the outcome of it yeah but you were also talking about this thing there which was really hmm got me thinking because if you as a hardcore gamer want to go back and try a different path that is kind of dependent on being able to go back to the start basically so the pvp games nowadays you you can do it like i said in league of legends you can just build the skill tree uh, before every round but having games like uh, final fantasy 10 for instance going back would mean starting over the game right yeah yeah so in that case that would be really hard for a hardcore gamer unless you want to spend time and time and even more time on playing the game like 30 times just to see <laughs> which path is the most optimal ones yeah yeah it's uh um, starting from starting from scratch again is a really hard thing yeah yeah that would also mean that you have you as a player need to have a set amount of choices that you can take from the beginning so if you're taking one if you're taking one path then you need to stick with it and being able to go back and change the one the path uh, relatively easily easily would be something that would be needed for you to know which path is better than the other one yeah yeah well uh, and there's another one I want to I want to ask. Um, when do you want to use a skill tree? Because you can use skill trees in basically everything, right? You can use it for for actual skills. You can also use them for uh, abilities such as hey, now I can use fire magic. And do I want to upgrade my fire magic? Uh, then I just continue on the same tree. Or do you want to go back and try out a water magic, for instance? Yeah, uh, there there are actual abilities that you can use within within the game, but you can also use skill trees for econo economic systems, right? So uh, having, let's say, uh, one part of the skill tree could be, uh, what is it called? Err, uh, brr I just lost the the, the word. <laughs> Uh, when it when you talk when two nations talk to each other, what do they do? Negotiations. Negotiation. Thank you. Negotiation yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would would make that hey okay. Um, if you're if you level up this part, then all of a sudden you gain more interest because uh, relations with this nation uh, gets better, right? Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get more resources, etc. And then so it's not. You, you can use skill trees for basically everything. You can also use them for experience, right? So if you want to go for a quick level up, you can go a thief build, or you can go for an assassin build because they kill the enemies way more quicker. And then later on, if you can go, if you can change the tree, you can basically just go uh, the knight build, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Uh, when you've got gotten to the level where you want to go. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's uh, I, I like that view actually because it's it's very true. You can use it, you can use it for everything. And I, and I do. I mean, I would like to. What would be very nice to see is uh, a lot of games lock you into to the choices. So you, once you choose something, you can never take it back. Uh, at least uh, most of the games that I've played. So it would be nice to be able to go back. I mean, to to just well. You know, I, I've locked in these nodes. I can unlock them, take take these experience points back, and spend them some some other way. Um, that would be really nice, actually, uh, to be able to do because most most games do lock you in. So you, if you, let's say, if like your magic example, if you uh, if you chose water or fire or whatever, then you're locked into that for the rest of the game, probably. Um, and I, I don't know of any games that actually allow you to take back some some uh, uh, some of the the skills that you or skill points that you spend in in the skill tree. There are actually quite a few. Um, I know that the first one that I played was Ragnarok, uh, way back in the day, yeah. where you chose to be a thief, for instance. But then you can choose to go an assassin. Yeah. Uh, oh no, sorry, assassin was an actual uh, next level of the thief. Uh, but before you could go to the next level, you could actually choose to, do you really want to go pa down this path and continue on it, or do you want to change it? Okay. Uh, 
and that was there was one place you could talk to an NPC where they did this for you. No, oh, that's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, that was way back in the day uh, when computers were really bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a nice thing where you can you can offer you can offer the player a chance to choose something else. Maybe that's not for you. That's uh, you thought it would be a different playstyle because it happens, you know, a yeah. lot. It for me, well. it just recently happened for me uh, with Cyberpunk because I went full on hacking. Yeah. Uh, I really want to go for just hack, right? I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fight people. I just want to go around and hack different kinds of systems. And then I realized that oh crap, uh, you could do like two or three, and then you're screwed because yeah, you're exa out of exactly, resources. Yeah. And, and that's that's a question where is it you know the game that is kind of misleading you down the wrong path or uh, uh, well, I mean often it, it should be that to be honest I, I, you could in 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 a game like cyberpunk I, I feel that you should be able to get around with just hacking for example I mean you, you get so powerful hacking you're killing people through cameras or something <laughs> you're just looking at them and then you <laughs> yeah, exactly you stop their <laughs> hearts every one of them <laughs> Oof, that would be really really <laughs> scary if people actually did this in real life with yeah, uh, but it's it's uh, i mean i on on that level because because uh, uh, i can't really remember i kind of went for a balanced build i just got into a bit of hacking and then i went into a bit of uh weapons i i always thought that crafting you know, whenever uh, whenever I get into uh, uh, whenever I get into into a game where crafting and dismantling items is involved, I just think, well, I might want to have a bunch of uh, materials, so I should be an effective dismantler and get chance to get chances to get items, so I can build even more powerful weapons and stuff like that. So I went into a bit of more crafting. Uh, and dismantling more efficiently and stuff like that. Uh, because I noticed that um, they do drop a lot of things in Cyberpunk. So it's a very drop-heavy game. Every enemy basically drops a weapon. So it's like, okay, this is kind of free-farmed, and can, I can dismantle them, and I can maybe create even more powerful weapons. But uh, yeah, to be honest, the, the, the most exotic materials were very hard to find. So um, yeah, I, I didn't really had enough time to to go into all of that but it would have been a fun thing to to do um actually um but yeah i guess um what's our summary for this episode um systems are everywhere and you could you can just accept them as they are or just let them like dictate your choices right yeah um and for me, as a player, or actually the game designer, the things that I always go back to is the drawing board. And do I do this the way that players are used to? And let them just play a game with, for instance, the HP bar. The HP bar. Uh, am I, do I give them a plain old regular green HP bar, which turns into red the the moment they take damage or do i do something that is innovative yeah which also risks uh, which is a risk in itself in terms of a uh, an indie dev but also could be your selling point when you go to a publisher yeah yeah so it's the same thing with every system do you want to go with an inventory system that is basically the a copy paste of other ones or do you create one from from scratch yeah um and I, I think as you said when it comes to inventories i feel that uh like you like you also said diablo is a good inspiration source um if you want to look at that um and when it comes to skill trees just for the love of god don't make it overly complicated <laughs> just <laughs> at least if you if you do it um don't let the player see that it is overly complicated because if you if you just uh scope the view of the skill tree right so yeah. you have 15 item uh, i mean slots in front of you then that is manageable because the player knows that okay if i take this part which is green ish that's going more to a healthy kind of a 
part of a skill tree, right? So yeah. you're going more tanky, basically, or more regenerative, or uh, more of a class like cleric or healer. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, if you want to go for down more damage-based skill tree, then use color schemes to indicate that this path that you're going is towards a more damage-driven yeah. path. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And the scope view, definitely, if it's, if it's very complicated, if you find yourself making it very complex, but it works for your game and, and so on, then uh, scoping it is a very good idea. Uh, you never let the player see the whole thing Otherwise, they might be intimidated by it, I would say. Um, so, um, yeah. Well, um, I mean, um, we're past the hour. Um, is Do we want to say anything more? There's a lot more to say about this, uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just touched on three systems. Yeah. Uh, whenever you play a game, just take note of the things that you're seeing in front of you and just analyze. What is this that you're actually seeing, and how does this impact the game that I'm playing? That would nice. be my parting words. Yeah, great. Then uh, <laughs> I think that's that's a great, great ending to to our episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Juicy, very, very much for the talk. Uh, always enjoyed it. And uh, have a nice week. Yeah, you too. Have a nice day, everyone, and nice week. And see you next time. <laughs>